0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, So I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. Absolutely crystal clear. Delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood? Yes. Diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh? No. Be safe out there. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a. It is club, club mystery we're back
1: we're back we're on borrowed time this week borrowed time and who is it borrowed from your boy my boy Jamie Greenring my wife my wife mm-hmm. was due yesterday uh-oh and she the baby's still up in her guts mhm and it's unclear when he'll come out, but he is going to come out soon. And by the, t- by the time you're hearing this, Baby Nation, oh. <laughs> let's I will likely out. have uh, L- one month old. One month old. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we are a little bit ahead on records, but let's pray for the best.
0: Is it going to be a Children of the
1: Corn? Do you know? I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll either be a Children of a Corn or one of the kids from Pet Cemetery. Ah, uh, yes. Um, not And not the dead kids no 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 no. no. the scary kids who like do all the pet burials yes and then if not one of those two things maybe a tommy knocker
0: oh that would be cute yeah okay or yeah whatever
1: john coffee was from green mile
0: oh yeah i don't know quite what he was but it wasn't like some kind of healing power yeah bugs bugs in healing out right yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, no, no, no. That was
1: wrong. He takes, he takes healing, he takes hurt in.
0: Yeah, bugs in.
1: No, and then bugs come out. Bugs he takes out. your hurt in, and then he keep he spits out bugs.
0: Okay, that sounds nice. Yeah,
1: that would be great for me as I get older. Yeah, get a little more rickety. Yeah, like my boy could do the thing where he like just puts his hands on me and turns all my pain into bugs. Boy, hurt and bugs out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a Children of the Corn, knowing you and Jamie. And their thing is that they're murderers, I and think they're they like
1: demon worshippers, right?
0: Yeah, and they live in the corn, and they're all blonde.
1: Well, our kid is not going to be blonde. We're both okay. dark, well complexioned. Maybe
0: he'll be a Benjamin Button.
1: I think he's likely going to be a Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. He might be a Jack, and not Jack Shepard, but jack the robin williams movie where he's always eternally a child
0: right or uh, the good son or the good son yeah
1: but it wasn't the thing about the good son is that they were twins and one was evil and one was bad
0: yeah the good son was the bad son but we only have one okay so it won't be of the good son I'm trying to think what else kind of babies they're doing these days uh boss baby could be could be bo- likely will be a boss baby yeah could give, could be a boss baby
1: I keep telling Jamie that I'm hoping for a Nightcrawler baby because okay. I want him to have a tail and I want him to be able to teleport. Yeah. I think that would be nice.
0: Yeah, that would be him. nice. Yeah. She's um, not into it. She's not into it? Well, she I have asking a choice. keep the
1: OB. I was like, and how, they're like doing the sonograms and I'm like, okay, can I see his face? And they're like, here's his face. It's like very cute. And can I see his hands? And they show me his hands and it's like great. And I was like, can I see his hog? And they show me his hog and it's like, looks good. And then I'm like, now, can I see his tail, please? And, and they're like, "Oh, they won't I don't... show it to you." They like, they seem to keep insisting that he doesn't have one. I'm sure it's like some fucking bureaucratic bullshit. And it's just like, oh, I just, I think maybe the sonogram is like, there's, because the way a sonogram works, it's like shadows. Mm, yeah, so it's like, of course you're not gonna be able to see his like t- tail and his tuccas.
0: We, I, we had a sonogram on our fridge. That might as well have been like a like someone spilled f- food on a piece of paper and we stuck it <laughs> to our fridge.
1: And that's what Cyril still looks
0: like to this day. <laughs> it's still what he looks like. <laughs> um, hi, hi. Hi. Come on. Oh. And why, why? <laughs> and welcome to the Babysitter's Club.
1: Club. 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 S- 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 Mystery.
0: Club. 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 I almost said super. Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you almost get, say almost anything except the things that you're <laughs> supposed to say. Uh, I'm Jack Shepard. I am Tanner Daniel Greenray. And this is a podcast where we talk about the great mysteries by the great mystery herself, Anne Mystery Martin, and the great mystery that we are discussing this week is a great mystery called Babysitters Club Mystery Number Fifteen: Christie and the Vampires. Mm, vampires. <laughs> That's right. It's about vampires. Riddle babies. Ellen and Anne have finally introduced vampires into their mythology, and it is. Very scary. New faction. New faction. Vampires. Whoop, 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 whoop. New faction alert.
1: New faction alert. New faction alert. New faction alert.
0: That's good. That sounds like vampires. something out of like uh, Fallout or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we're in the dystopia. Um, uh, Zombies. I mean, skeletons. Skeletons. Puppets. Puppets. And now, vampires. Vampires. W- ears. Vampires. And I'm trying to think. I found – so there's some kind of creepy apocalyptic stuff. The beginning of the book is as follows. I will probably always remember that Wednesday as – and this is in title case. The day I found out it was going to be an interesting summer. It was a hot day, a very hot day with no breeze and a sky that looked almost white. Hmm. That's scary, right? That's scary. A sky sky. devoid of all color. Unless you subscribe to an additive color
1: theory, and then it is the inclusion of all colors.
0: The day the sky turned white. Right. We don't know how it ended. All we know is that we were the ones who scorched the sky.
1: And that's from Matrix.
0: Yeah. But it sounds like it could be from this book, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A hot day with no breeze and a sky that looked almost white. And that is how we know that we are in for a scare fest. Scare fest. Dystopian um, scare fest called Christian and the Vampires.
1: Now, just really quickly to kind of set the table with you, Jack, mm. I want to run through some movies and, and talk about whether or not you've seen them. Okay. Just so I know how to frame the conversation. Great. The excellent, mm-hmm. excellent 2009 film starring Ethan Hawke. Daybreakers. Have you seen it? Yes, no. No. Okay, you should watch it. It's maybe the best vampire movie I've ever seen in
0: my life. I want to see that.
1: Um, the nineteen I'm gonna say ninety film Lost Boys? Have not seen. Have not seen? No. Also good, but I don't think 1987.
0: Also good, but I don't Doesn't think it's hold probably up. gonna hold up any Doesn't that also have Ethan Hawk in it? I don't think so. It's a classic. I know that it's a classic of the genre. It's got the Corries in it. Yeah, and it's probably a, a, a direct analog to this novel in many ways. Yeah. Oh, no, like, I think that's the film they're shooting. Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so, too.
1: That's it. Those are your questions? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any more vampire movies I just kind of want to use to set the table here.
0: Let the right one in? Let the right one in is kind of the fun, new, edgy, indie... Which is the one with Tilda Swinton. I've seen that one, and I've seen the other one. Tilda Swinton one is... Only Lovers Left Alive? Oh, you're right. It is Only Lovers Left Alive. I've seen that one, and I've seen Let the Right One It.
1: Have you seen the movie What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Okay.
0: Great. Classic. Very good.
1: So that's that segment, is where... That's where Jack and Tanner just kind of talk about some vampire movies they've seen.
0: Yes. Uh, Okay, so what do we do? I I can't remember. You probably will remember better than I do. Do we describe the novel first so that uh, the Riddle Babies could get some fucking insight into what this novel is about? Or do we review it first? That's a good question. And I want to get this right. I think
1: here's, and this is maybe a safety, a kind of a safety on the the gun that is this podcast. Yes, a trigger lock on the gun that is this podcast mm-hmm. is if we do the review first, we will make sure that our review is spoiler free, right? Because we don't want to reveal any plot points for Baby Nation. Okay, Riddle I Babies like that. Before we do the recap, okay.
0: So let's review. So what we like to do every week is we like to review. The book diligently for yes. iBooks, and then I'll put it on Goodreads when and we then release Jack this puts episode. It on
1: Goodreads, so if you're not following Jack
0: on Goodreads, please I need please I need so my now. Goodreads followers to spike. I need Goodreads to notice It's the only social media yeah network Jack cares about. So whenever I talk to my parents, I'll call my mom and she'll answer the phone and be like, "I thought I told you not to call me until you were a Goodreads influencer." Yeah, and I'm not yet, and, and I'm and yeah huge disappointment to my family and
1: I'm, I'm not on it but yeah my mom just asks how i'm doing how jamie's doing how the boy's doing yeah. that kind of stuff
0: but that sounds amazing
1: so please do support jack on
0: goodreads he does yeah.
1: upload these there and you can also see like whatever boring like <laughs> philosophy book he's reading at any given time as well
0: good okay so let's review this um this is taken right from the book and I think it could be our title. Okay. Fang alert. F- okay, yes. <laughs> Fang alert. It serves as a warning for readers, but it's also a true thing about the book. We want to land on a star rating first. 5 stars. 5 stars, right? Got to be 5 Must stars. Be Can five you do stars. more than 5? And maybe that's that's going to be number a... 1. Yeah. In the yeah. review. Okay. So we're so going to 5 stars. 5
1: stars. Fang, oh. alert. Fang alert. Fang alert. Yeah. And then can I make a suggestion? Yeah. iOS has a little vampire emoji.
0: Oh, yes, please.
1: So Fangler! exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, vampire emoji.
0: Ugh, I'm loving it. And that's the headline. Okay. And I know how to create an emoji, folks. What you do if you're on your Mac is you, you write command and then control and then space.
1: Yep, and that's Jack and Tanner's tech tips of the tech week. Tech tips
0: of the week. Some people will find that unbelievably useful.
1: Okay. Fang alert. Three exclamation points. Yep. And then you've got the vampire emoji. Okay. Up here.
0: Up here. Do you think that's too scary for people? No, that's fine. Lady vampire? No, it's got to be a man vampire. Sorry. Man folks. It's a man vampire. Okay. Fang alert. And then there's a vampire. Okay.
1: Sentence uh, one. Yeah. Were it possible... Yep. ...we would give this book mm-hmm. more 16. than... Five stars.
0: More than five stars.
1: Yes. Uh, readers who are familiar with the 2009 action horror film
0: Daybreakers. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the recent Tilda Swinton masterpiece, Only Lovers Left Alive.
1: Right. Will be familiar with the ghoulish and frightening subject matter of this novel. Mm Mm-hmm. But don't let that dissuade you from reading. You will don't, regret. No, no, I've got this.
0: Okay. Don't let that dissuade you from sinking your fangs. Oh, nice! Into this it, meaty into the text. soft, meaty neck of this American classic. Yes, that's good. Anything else we want to say? Something about blood, I think. Maybe like, um, um, yes, it's a bloody good time. It. Dot dot dot. A bloody good time! A- exclamation points. And then that's probably it, right? And then probably put the uh, vampire emoji again. Oh, yeah. i do the vampire emoji. And maybe, is there some like knife or blood emoji?
1: Do call? the blood emoji too. What's the blood one? I don't know. But I'm sure there is one.
0: Okay, I'm gonna find one that's like. No. Oh, it says there's something that says AB. Okay, do that. Yeah, blood type AB. Because that's a blood type. Okay. So then that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, it's a bloody good time. And then. Jack. And Tanner. Line
1: break, line break. Yeah. M dash, Jack, and Tanner,
0: open parentheses. We love this one. We love this one. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to just read this back to you. Fang alert. Vampire emoji. Were it possible, we would give this book more than five stars. Readers who are familiar with the 2009 action horror film Daybreakers or the recent Tilda Swinton masterpiece Only Lovers Left Alive will be familiar with the ghoulish and frightening subject matter of this novel. But don't let that dissuade you from sinking your fangs into the soft, meaty neck of this American classic. It's a bloody good time. Vampire emoji, AB positive symbol, Jack Shepard and and Tanner Green Ring. 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 We love this one. Okay. Five stars. Submit. Submit. And now, do you want to do your book recap for Riddle Babies Who? Yeah, who don't know what happened. All right, so I'm going to recap the book. Uh, we're going to throw some uh, music Ghoulish on. spooky music under it. Ghoulish, spooky music.
1: I assume. I assume your recap is going to be
0: frightening. Oh, it, yeah, it's pretty frightening.
1: Delicious.
0: Yeah. Okay, ready? Yes. Here we go.
1: And am I timing you or anything? No. Okay.
0: It's pretty short, though.
1: Can I play a game of Burger no. Run anyway? Or, no.
0: Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. High school student Jason, Derek Masters, always a bit of a misfit, doesn't expect life to change much when he moves from sunny California to rainy Stony Brook, Connecticut. Then he meets Laddie Alducar. Carson Fraser, a handsome but mysterious teen whose eyes seem to peer directly into Jason's soul. Laddie is a vampire whose family does not drink blood, and Jason, far from being frightened, enters into a dangerous romance with his immortal soulmate, Little Vampires, number one, Little Vampires.
1: Yeah, and it's Babysitter's Club. Mystery number 15. Fifteen. Crispy. Crispy, Crispy. 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 Crispy and the little vampires. <laughs> or Crispy and the vampires.
0: Crispy is the name of the man she burned. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Christy and the vampires. And the vampires. Can I tell you a story?
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's unrelated to your recap of the book. Great. Jamie and I were recently in the state of Washington, mm-hmm. and we visited a little town. We were we were driving to go on a nice hike in the Upper Peninsula, or whatever it's called. Yep. And we drove through a little town called Forks, Washington. Ooh. There wasn't a lot going on there, but they were very proud of one thing, and that one thing is that the series of novels and movies called Twilight
0: mm-hmm.
1: were set in that town. Yeah. And there was lots of Twilight stuff happening in that town. <laughs> Good. And we yep. stopped at a grocery store to pick up some snacks, and they were selling, I think this grocery store is maybe the grocery store that the lead character, Bella, worked at. Okay. In the books, because they were selling little name tags that said, name of grocery store, Bella. And I wanted to buy one, but
0: Jamie decided I not to. That would have been cool.
1: I'm not sure Jamie specifically objected, but I th- I think I maybe portended that a little bit.
0: Yeah. And was
1: like, Jamie's not going to enjoy it if I bring this back. I'm just not going to like it. So, unrelated
0: to what you were just saying and doing. Unrelated. But yeah. That nice little digression. Um, and I did a little clever thing here, uh, Real Babies, and, and you're smart enough to solve the mystery of what I did, but I'll explain it anyway. I um, I described the, the text within the text.
1: Oh Here. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yes. you missed the entire B plot.
0: Yes, uh, Claire's afraid of vampires. Claire's That's what you're for. Vampires. This is this is a movie, a movie experience. And in fact, I'm wondering whether we should um, we should be approaching this as a little Vampires Club episode. Oh, okay. Instead of a Babysitters Club Mystery Club. Oh, okay.
1: Episode. And then who? And then who are we? Are we like hotshot film execs because we're discussing like a upcoming a oh, project? Yeah, it could be like like goth emo teens who are like big fans of this.
0: Oh, I prefer to be a goth emo teen if I can. Yeah,
1: okay. So let's take it from the top. Okay. And I just, just very quickly. Yeah. Just for our own sake. Yeah. Do we think that this is going to have, well, because like the We Are Kids Club club is like, Mm -hmm. it's a well we kind of keep going back to over and over again. So it's Mm -hmm. like. We've developed these characters and all this other stuff, and it feels like it is kind of a reliable fallback. Yeah, and now I are we? Do we think that the little vampires?
0: I think it's worth developing the IP so we have it.
1: Okay, and we think we'll, we will and we'll be cl- be there able will to be more vampires. Again? Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Um. Yo, yo.
1: No, sad emo. Emo am oh, sorry. So there's hey. gothic kind of music playing right now. Yeah.
0: Hey. And you say and something. And uh, whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the... Philcomen. Philcomen. It just feels kind of dark. Yeah. Philcomen to the Little Vampires Club. Club. I'm Greg Damage. Oh, that's cool.
1: My name is uh
0: Vladimir jugular (laughs) Um, and this is a podcast where we talk about vampire movies of the 90s Uh, this week we're going to be focusing on little vampires starring Derek Masters from PS one six two yeah and of course Carson Fraser from uh, Uh, right the Miami thing
1: Miami USA I think it's called yeah Miami USA I thought this what a uh, what a blast! And then just really quickly, um, yeah. What was your name, Kyle? Greg Damage. Greg Damage. Uh, really quickly, Greg Damage. Um, did you? Is this podcast that we're doing taking place in 2019, or is it? <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Little
1: vampires. What a blast from the past! This is a screams oh, okay. nostalgia for me. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a real scream fest. It
1: screams. Two things: horror and it screams nostalgia.
0: And I'm screaming for Carson Fraser. What a hottie!
1: Oh, what a uh, little uh, blood treat! (laughs) Oh, that's I'm like a tick, and
0: he's like a a guy full of blood. Um, Favorite scene: This is a segment where we talk about our favorite scene from the movie. Uh, Mine is the one where Carson's character Laddie brings a few cousins to the party. Uh, but they—it turns out they're actually other vampires sent from Transylvania to help him with his mission. Right, the the blood gala scene. Then once the party is in full swing, the young men change into vampires—fangs, glowing red eyeballs, and everything.
1: My favorite scene is when um, Jason and Laddie are in the little league locker room. Yeah, and they're trying to become blo- uh, blood. Laddie's buddies. trying to trick. Jason into becoming a blood brother by Drinking. getting him to drink <laughs> his own blood. And Jason just keeps saying, like, oh, no,
0: I have my own Gatorade, thanks. Yeah, yeah that's so. a fave, too. Um, great, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, fun fact about this movie to leave you guys with... Laddie Alducar, which is the name of the uh, main character, played by Carson Fraser. Uh, Laddie is actually short for Vladimir and Alducar. Oh, that's my name. Dracula spelled uh, as an anagram.
1: I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast before. Okay but i think i had but if i didn't have my friends definitely had a teacher in college who was a script like writing teacher in film school mm-hmm. whose name is rick ramage <laughs> which i okay. feel like is also a really good <laughs> name for like an emo podcast yeah empire movies name and he is responsible for writing the film stigmata Wow. Oh, I know that about movie? that one. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Congrats. Rick Ramage is his name. We always <laughs> thought was very cool.
0: Brushed with greatness. Rick he was just like an
1: adjunct at like
0: C U. Uh, that's very cool. I wish that were my name. Uh thanks for listening to our little Vampires Club. Uh Tanner I would love for you to describe the snowball. I would oh, love sh- it. Okay. Is the boy there? The boy's in the kitchen, I think okay um i've got this um very very mysterious and somewhat troubling clock okay somewhat troubling
1: is a new a new thing a new clue
0: yeah i thought i understood it or i thought i understood at least the kind of general kind of thing that it was and i realized that the only thing i know now is everything i thought about it before was wrong right and what were the things you thought about it before that's a fucking great question, and it's like it's the kind of question that I would have asked, I think, before before I kind of reached this new level of understanding and enlightenment. I'm just trying to clock. eliminate
1: some things, I think. Yeah,
0: now. no, it's a good approach, and it's exactly the sort of thing that I I used to try to do when I was trying to understand the clock. But now I realize that 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 kind of technique is just super wrongheaded. It's gonna okay. it's gonna end up nowhere for you. So I shouldn't keep eliminate. So I shouldn't try eliminate. I should keep adding. It's a better it's it's wrong, but it's it's less wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um very mysterious clock, very troubling. Um I would do anything to have this clock out of my life. Anything.
1: Yeah. You should do what I do. What? Sixty seconds. Fire burger up a run? game of bur- sixty second burger no run. I wish. I wish it's so wish. much fun.
0: The clock and I and the are, song is
1: good, and I think Riddle Babies really like the little song that plays under the sixty second burger run tough segment. To say
0: whether that's true no one ever brings it up really um okay i've got i'm gonna th- i'm gonna just pull 60 seconds out of the ether here i'm gonna throw and them then what do you this- mean
1: by pull it out of the ether is that
0: oh, is God. it the clock or is it is the clock in the ether i wish you hadn't asked that yeah here's the thing you asking that makes this a lot more difficult for me i'm gonna okay. have to, i'm gonna have to pay is for the it. clock malevolent Again, you just can't say. Best not to ask is what it is. Okay. Best not to ask. So I don't,
1: I, I, and this is just for my own safety and for the safety of my family. Yeah. I feel as though I have some protection from the clock because it is in Austin. Yes. But I'm getting a some kind of, I'm getting a reading off of you now,
0: a mood reading off of you now that I shouldn't feel safe. Uh, Yeah. No, feeling safe is a weird, is a weird, is, is, (laughs) It's a weird way of approaching this. It's not a thing that you can do or, or could could do anymore. It is something we used to be able to do. I've said too much. I'm going to put 60 seconds onto the clock um, and then during those 60 seconds you'll describe this novel and then we'll okay. move on. Okay, I'm going to start
1: now. Okay, there's a movie shooting in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Derek Masters is in it. And his mom, Mrs. Masters, suggested to the Producer or director or whatever that Stony Brook was the perfect small town setting for this film. The film is called Little Vampires. Um, it's fun, and Mrs. Masters calls the girls and says, "Hey, will one of you take care of Derek and be his on-set uh, assistant/slash babysitter for the shoot?" And Christie's the only one who's available, but Claudia is also uh, an on-set assistant for Todd, Derek's little brother. The movie, uh, there's all these accidents that keep happening, and Derek almost keeps dying, and that's the mystery. The mystery is who keeps doing all these accidents. And then um, the B-plot is that Claire's afraid of vampires, and everyone wants to go visit the set, but Claire won't let them. And then it turns out that the person who is um, trying to kill Derek is some fan of Derek's co-star,
0: who's a dickhead. And time! Uh, So I guess this is the point in... We don't need to belabor this, but this is the point in the show where we reveal our mystery guest. That's right. We Tanner and I talk about oh, okay. at the end of five chapters. We guess oh, okay. what the mystery you said was. Mystery guest? No, guess. Mystery. Guess. I thought you said we reveal our mystery guest, and I we thought, er- yeah, we already and had a mystery. guest. We already guessed. had a mystery guest. It was Cyril. Um, it was Cyril. Um. So at the end of five chapters. Uh, we have each written down one sentence that we wrote at the end of reading five chapters of this book where we say what we thought the mystery was going to be. Um, I lied to you earlier. You did. I want you to go first. Okay. Because
1: I almost aced it. Yeah. I got the A plot right, and I almost got the B plot right. Okay. I just
0: wrote one very short sentence.
1: And I told you earlier, you texted me earlier and said, I'm very confident, and I said, oh, I got it wrong, because I didn't want you to feel flustered.
0: Okay. Here but is I did r- almost get it right. Here's my guess. One sentence. Short sentence. Carson is sabotaging the set because he is jealous of Derek upstaging him. Wow. that's my That was my guess.
1: Fucking amateur.
0: Okay. What was your guess?
1: Fucking amateur. Okay. There's no need to be rude about it. Okay. This is the fourth to last paragraph in chapter five. Speaking of Derek, Mal said, he is such a good actor. I heard a few people talking about him as I was leaving the set. This blonde girl said he was even turning into more of a star than Carson. And my highlight and my note on that passage at -hmm. the end of chapter five is, oh, this is that stringy-haired blonde girl. Wow. She's definitely doing it. She's such a Carson super fan that she's sabotaging Derek. Nailed it. And then two paragraphs later, I said goodbye to Mal and went to bed myself. I was exhausted after a whole week on the set. As I drifted off to sleep, I found myself remembering how, when I was little, I went through an awful phase of being afraid of mummies. I decided that I owed it to Claire to help her get over her fear of vampires. If only there was a way I could figure out how. And I took a note there that said, Claire will dress up like a vampire. Ah! I thought she
0: was going to be an extra Shit, I guess you don't even need to read these fucking books. You're a regular Ellen Miles yourself. That's pretty good. I got, the A-plot. Good. I got, got, the, got the A-plot. I got the A-plot. You got the B-plot, which is a bonus. I and almost got it. the B-plot. Yeah. The
1: B-plot is that Claire's afraid of vampires, and Marianne's solve for that is to have her dress up like a witch. It's even Christy's scarier. idea. It's Christy's
0: idea. Oh, is it Christy? Christy's idea. Yeah. Marianne facilitates it. Marianne is the, is the boots on the ground for that one but it was Christie's idea.
1: Because witches are much scarier than vampires. Yeah, it's the thinking.
0: one thing. It's the lore in these novels. It's the one thing that is scarier than vampires. Right. Um,
1: so yeah. <laughs> I'll win whatever prize we give out
0: then. Yeah, we haven't really landed on it, but we'll figure out what it is. <laughs> okay. I think it should be something that you're allowed to do on the sh- the One of us is allowed to do on the show that the other one wouldn't normally conduct. Well,
1: it's my show, so I do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, but I edit. Why well, edit too? It's, it's mutually assured destruction. We don't have to decide we'll now. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll decide. What an amateur fucking guess Carson Carson did it.
0: That was What a good guess a, after five. Amateur. It was close. This dude's a fucking joke. It wasn't Carson, it was Carson's biggest fan. Yeah. There are a lot of. Ellen has a lot of characters who are like they at some point make a list of all the suspects. Yeah, there's a like lot 10 of suspects. People. There's this guy called Frank Bottoms. Cool name. Yeah, and he's an
1: asshole. He's a dickhead. He likes to smoke cigars and he's um Carson's manager.
0: This is a real like there's almost no babysitting in this novel.
1: Well, the 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 A plot is a babysitting sure, a plot, sure, but it's it's, it's technically loose. a gig, but And even Derek introduces Christie as his assistant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's cool like the makeup great. woman she, he's like oh this is christy she's like kind of my assistant this week here's i would say that this novel out of the entire babysitters club canon involves the least total interaction between or among babysitters of any book we've read so of far, any right? book we've read so far they barely talk to each other like christy suggested that Marianne dressed Claire up as a witch right that's and Chrissy's,
1: Chrissy's so busy with Derek yeah and Claudia is so busy with Todd yeah and everyone else is just so busy wanting to like catch a peek of this shoot right that they never interact they
0: never interact um fang alert, fang uh, alert. what about if we take a quick break before we uh discuss more of this novel okay that sounds okay. fine to me all right um um let's do that now Goodbye. Goodbye. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is boredom's worst nightmare. And uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's, jerks, Jack's jerks, Jack's jumping jerks, and Tanner's tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My if, phone wasn't working,
1: but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and i I I feel like I've caught up with you. In best yeah. fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad but you're back. But now backing. I'm I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Uh download Best Fiends Free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's sh- friends without the R. Best that thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great.
1: Whoa. That's a lot of notifications.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mystery. <sighs> Jack. Mm. I'm gonna describe a character to you. Okay. And I want you to tell me who I am describing based on your deep knowledge of every character in the Stony Brook. In Stony Brook, in the Sitterverse.
0: In the Stonyverse. Good. And now are you calling it the Stonyverse? I just wanted to try it out, see how it sounded. It sounded great. I didn't like it. Okay. It's called the Sitterverse. In the Sitterverse, in the Sitterverse, in Stony Brook. In Stony
1: Brook. Yeah. And that's a bit, Riddle Babies, that's called Coverage, so that Jack can go and edit it <laughs> so that he doesn't sound like he's made a mistake. Yeah. Blank. Okay. Is seven and a half. Okay. He has dark hair, but his hair has these soft little curls that are the envy of all my friends. Hmm. Blank is a great kid. He's serious and deliberate. Oops, sorry. When I said serious, Siri activated.
0: Yeah, I noticed that.
1: He's serious and deliberate. Okay, now she just activated again. Nope, stop. Siri, fucking knock it off. So you know, you know that sentence now, yeah. right? He's that word and deliberate, and he's a little klutzy at sports. Okay. But he's also very loving and has a terrific sense of humor. Seven and a half. Klutzy. Dark hair in handsome little soft curls. I want to say David Michael. So it's David Michael, but I've never heard David Michael described this way ever. No, the hair thing is new. And none of these things. None of these things. Yeah. This is all new characteristics to me. Yeah. I didn't know he had dark hair. I didn't no. know that it was in soft little curls. I didn't know that he was serious and deliberate i didn't know that he was a little klutzy in sports yeah and i just i don't i can't help but wonder if this is our david michael right (laughs) oh fuck this is a segment huh
0: yeah it's a segment but it's we we're not going to sing a song we just
1: so this is a segment where we discuss the possibility that this is
0: an alternate universe universe and Mm -hmm. that
1: these books take place in an alternate universe and jack reads um traditional bit of Traditionally, Jack reads some bit of uh, possible worlds theory possible worlds within the theory. philosophical
0: canon, and, and you and I song. do a s- song. But we're not going to do that. And then we're going to do it this week, and, and here I go. Okay. I wish that we weren't, but I just want to find the right. What about Umberto Eco? Okay. Developing a very short but dense and influential article on now. Echo regards the, the narrative not as a possible world, but as a universe made up of constellations possible worlds. A literary theory, he writes, is not a simple possible world, but a machine for producing possible worlds of the fabula, the characters within the fabula, and the reader out the outside the fabula. And what I did was I sang the underworld theme. Yeah, for level two one in Mario Brothers. Right. 'Cause that's an other that's an other
1: world. It's the underworld. It's the
0: underworld. Very good. Yeah. And I talked about Umberto Echo's nineteen eighty four article about possible worlds theory in literature. So this is a new
1: David Michael, and he has soft little curls. Yes. And he's klutzy at sports. Yeah, that's new. Soft little curls. And he's serious. He's loving. He's got a terrific sense of humor. Yeah. But he doesn't really
0: do much in this book, does he?
1: No, he's barely in it. I don't know why Christy decides to take a full paragraph to describe him. Yeah. He's not in it. He's not in it. She's
0: low on her word count. It's not that he's just not barely in it. He's not in it. He's not in it. The only kids who are really in it in any way are Claire Pike, Derek Masters, not even Todd, even though technically... Todd's barely in it. Um, Claire Pike and... Derek Masters. Derek Masters are the only two kids in the book. I wonder if this is Ellen coming after pete's throne
1: okay and now we've got two competing character bibles yeah and ellen's like oh i'm just trying to flesh out this universe
0: yeah that's interesting
1: anne's like i read your manuscript and i saw that you really got into david michael but he's not in this book at all
0: and she was like oh did i i just eh, i guess it's just from the miles bible yeah that's what she's doing because pete is fucking at this time in history pete is distracted With the main canon stuff, right? He's being tapped every fucking week to write a book, right? Every fucking week, he doesn't have time to think about to to watch his left flank. So here's Ellen. Meanwhile, Ellen, remember when Ellen just fucking disappeared, and we were like, "Where did Ellen go?" Right. She was writing all these mysteries, trying to rack up points, rack up a fucking new canon. New canon. David, Mike, with his soft little with her character bible in this expanded universe, this alternate universe. It's so fucking devious. It's sickening. It's sickening, but I love Ellen, I love you.
1: Yeah. And I love what you're capable of, and I love that you're a proud author. Yeah. But don't do Pete like that. If you make me, Ellen, if you make me choose, (laughs) you're not going to like my choice, Ellen. No. If you make me choose between you and Pete, Pete? you're not going to like the way that that works out for you, Ellen. Is it Pete?
0: It's going to be Pete. It's going to be Pete. Guess what? It's
1: It's going to be
0: Pete. It's going to be Pete. And then I was singing the NSYNC
1: song, and then what were you doing?
0: I was doing it too, but I realized I kind of got most of the notes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's a thing that Ellen does in her fucking devious uh, alternate universe weaving. Um. The girl who did – so the girl, we haven't talked enough about the girl who did it. It's this woman called um, Lindsay Rockaway. Oh, yeah. And she's a crazed fan of Carson Fraser who is just not that good. He's not that good of an actor and he's not that good of a guy. Yep. And he's a dickhead. He's the main star of this vampire movie that they're filming in Stony Brook because like – Derek was a like location scout. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, Mrs. Masters is
0: like, oh, I know the perfect little town. Yeah, at the end, it turns out it's a made-for-TV movie. Oh,
1: is it? <laughs> I
0: missed that. At the end, the, Ellen does this nice thing where, like, at the end of the book, there are a ton of um, reviews from like the New York Post and Variety.
1: Oh, right, 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 and it's, like
0: Vanity is. Fair, and they're all like little tidbits, like talk of the town. The word on the street is that the set was cursed, but right. everybody's excited about Little Vampires. It's literally like straight to fucking TBS Friday nights. I'm wondering why
1: how they managed to get um Sheila Mayberry? What's her face? Sheila Mayberry. Yeah. Uh whiz PR woman on the a made-for-TV movie, but they did, and she did, like, create a lot of buzz around. She
0: created a lot of buzz. No publicity is bad publicity. She coins that phrase in this novel. Yeah. The first thing she leaks is that, like, Derek Masters slips on an oil slick, and then he almost... Crashes through a plate of real glass instead real of real glass. it's stunt to be
1: glass, fake glass. Yeah. And she
0: leaks. I think that's what she leaks. She's like, they're gonna, lo- they're gonna eat this. Well, up. can I read that passage? Because it's yeah, actually
1: uh, another segment of ours. Okay. Oh, taunt, thou art sick. A very good burn that stings you so right. A knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad publicity, and it's 100% true, believe me. I don't get it, said Christy. She means that no matter what the story says, it brings attention to the movie, Derek explained, and attention is always good. Yes, Derek! said Sheila, sounding like a kindergarten teacher. He's right, she added, turning to me. My goal is to have little vampires on the tip of everyone's tongue by the time it airs on TV this fall. (laughs) Oh, there it is. (laughs) This business is all about ratings, and my job depends on good ones. I nodded. I understand, I said, but I wasn't sure I really did. And my burn is on the entire public relations industry
0: (laughs) sending this person to represent them and thinking that she was a good person to choose yeah
1: i am a person who works in media
0: yeah no i get those i get those
1: emails i get so many bad 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 pr pitches every day
0: yeah sheila she's she tries to plant a piece in people and newsweek magazine the press will eat it up. It's a great human interest story. Everyone can relate to clumsy growing boys. And the piece is he slips. No, 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 no. It's the um, it's the Tiffany lamp. Oh, he drops a lamp. <laughs> it's our burn of the week. This week, Tanner burned the entire PR industry. And, and uh, I'm sorry for any
1: people who listen to the show who are PR professionals. I'm sure you're good at it.
0: Ellen's not very good at the burns. All right, I want to do this burn on Koki first because Cokie Mason – does yeah. have a star turn in the novel? This was my other burn. Um, Co- Mason poisons everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cokie, Now that we've seen the movie, I imagine. I think that's the the lasting legacy of the movie is Cokie Mason in the movie is is Cookie Mason.
1: Yeah, and I yeah like, the movie did a very good job, and this is that this is that fucking
0: yeah, costume casting. designer yeah,
1: costume designer yeah. What was her name?
0: I can't remember. Just try. let's try to fucking move past it. You're like Cyril. You're a lot like my child. Like when Cyril and I go to the park, there'll be like this wide expanse of park and it'll be like literally miles in every direction of beautiful grass that he can run on. And we will happen upon a small hill of fire ants or a tiny puddle of mud. And I'll be like, "Just, just let's just move past this and he will stand there for literally 10 to 15 minutes just standing at the edge of it because i said let's move past it staring at it and agitating about it and that's what we'll be doing that's what we'll be doing instead of exploring the park is looking anxiously at a hill of fire ants and that's Susan DeSanto What you are Susan DeSanto and it's never worth that time. it is it Thank
1: you for buying me that time Susan DeSanto Great and now you have fire ant bites
0: all over you yeah. I hope that uh, the Riddle Babies went along with me on that kind of complex, but I think perfect metaphor. Um, it was a nice warm- You let s- your boy get bit by fire ant? So many. He just crawled, he like fucking just crawled right into it. <laughs> 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 uh. He's going to get fire ant powers. Yeah, <laughs> he already has them. It was a nice warm summer night, and Koki had provided the promised tons of great food. Claude and oh, so here's what Koki does is she like, fucking Koki is great in this. She she's, like she's super horny for for Carson Cody
1: or whatever. Carson,
0: yeah, and she like goes on to set and like theatrically invites everyone to her house and her swimming pool party. And Carson doesn't go, but everyone else does. It was a nice warm summer night, and Koki had provided the promised tons of great food. Claude and I hung out by the pool eating hamburgers. I was wearing my usual shorts and a t shirt. Claudia was looking great in a loose, flowery jumpsuit. And Cokie? Well, Cokie was wearing a tight mini-dress, pink, of course, pink heels, and nail polish, and lipstick to match. "'What planet is she from, anyway?' Claude whispered to me as we watched her walk by, carrying a tray loaded with potato salad and other goodies. I gave a little snort. "'Planet Weird!' I said, helping myself to a deviled egg from a nearby platter. Weak but, burn, but the burn but, is on Christy because the deviled eggs are fucking poison, and yeah, everyone they are poison, and everyone's so sick and dies. Yeah, Tanner, I was thinking. Well, I want to tell you this fucking thing that Ellen Miles did first, and then I want to move on to another segment. Okay. Ellen Miles is creating this, um, this like fucking rich universe by herself because she's not being bothered by any of these other ghostwriters who are all busy. They just set her loose. They set her they loose. give her they give her the mysteries and they're like, "Ellen, do your thing." She's the most dangerous person to give that power to. But so she introduces this character, Lindsay Rockaway. And then at the end, Everything let's let's focus on what I'm doing and what I'm doing. Eye. Eye. Rockaway. Okay. Yeah. Good. Lindsay Rockaway. Let's focus on how on me and what I'm saying. Yeah. Um Stony Brook Police, this is the end of the novel. Stony Brook Police announced today that charges have been dropped against a local juvenile who was found to have cut the brake lines on a car leased by actor Derek Masters. We didn't get into that. But that's her last prank is she literally cuts the brake lines. I wouldn't call them pranks. Yeah, they're bad. (laughs) I don't want her to go to jail, the young actor was quoted as saying. I think this is in the Stony Brook Gazette. Yeah. I just hope she gets some help. The juvenile is being treated at Hidden Acres, a private Massachusetts facility for emotionally disturbed adolescents. Hidden Acres? Hidden Acres. Ellen Miles has created a secret facility for fucking supervillains. Okay. 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 That's where they all are. That's where the phantom phone caller is. This novel, did you notice that this, this novel- is, This is her Arkham Asylum. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. this novel is a squeak wall to Jesse and the Dance School Phantom. Squeak wall is a term for a spiritual it's sequel. It's a term of
1: dart. Uh, and then, so the dance- And you think the dance- Did we ever get to who the Dance School Phantom was? It's
0: another phantom who's doing the same fucking thing. They're putting on a play, and this phantom is dropping- Set decorations on Jesse and the other actors.
1: And they captured, they, they collared that phantom and they put it in some kind of special containment unit. Right. For phantoms. Yes. In Hidden Acres. Hidden Acres. Well, we
0: don't know that. that I, I've got to say, we don't know that that happened in Jesse and the Dance School Phantom, but it's obviously. Happen,
1: it's assumed that it happened after On
0: Ellen Miles' mind. So in Hidden Acres, what do we have? We've got, Rock, what's her name? Rockaway we got rock away no and no and no singing at all right it's a laugh. rock away um and we've got the phantom phone caller is probably there
1: who no i don't think they ever captured the phantom phone caller
0: yeah it's like um that
1: guy who kidnapped tigger is probably in there
0: yeah oh certainly um and hunter bruno
1: calendar man is probably in there
0: calendar man
1: And his whole thing is that all the crimes he does are related to calendar dates.
0: Okay, yeah. And probably uh, Trout. And Trout. Mr. Trout, Trout, as they call him. The (laughs) Trout. But I love that Ellen's setting this up. I think that's so Probably that dude who um,
1: was like the mogul billionaire in Stony Brook who kidnapped all those dogs.
0: Oh, yeah. The dog thief? No question. Probably
1: the dude with two different colored eyes.
0: The mixed-eyed man.
1: The mixed-eyed man. There's this
0: rogues gallery. Yeah, and probably a few vampires and some vampires. So now we know where the villains are coming from, and I love that Ellen has done. And this. now we know where they're going to, and we know the where they're these- going. And
1: we've to. been so concerned about like what, what, like what's the recidiv- recid-
0: recidivism rate? Re- recidivism rate. Yeah. No, that is a real concern,
1: and it's probably kind of low because they're being sent to Sleepy Hollow or whatever it's called, Hidden Acres, Hidden Acres. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a really good. Except, point. except, except when there's a big
0: jailbreak. Does that ever happen with Arkham Asylum? No, because it's probably like. Literally,
1: literally once a year. I
0: imagine it's the highest security.
1: You would be surprised.
0: Really? They get out sometimes?
1: They get out sometimes. Okay. Often. Yeah. <laughs> they often get out.
0: Yeah, so it's like Professor Xavier's, except opposite.
1: It's like Arkham Asylum. I don't know why you brought okay. Professor
0: Xavier's into this at all. Um, Scary Tanner, I'd like to briefly introduce a segment that we like to introduce by having a, a little song going in the background. Okay. It's kind of a fun, bumbly little song. And <laughs> the... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then we go.
1: Oh my God. Why'd she come out here with this crane on like she had an arcade?
0: Jack and Tanner, fashion idiots. Fashion idiots. idiots. Yeah.
1: Girl no <laughs> swiss.
0: Um it's where we talk about fashion. Uh I just got a brief one and it's about Koki as well. Yeah. I caught this one too, and I was equally baffled. Just then, over Claude's shoulder, I saw Cokie Mason approaching. Don't look now, I whispered, but here comes trouble. That is fucking cool of Christy to say. Yeah. Koki minced up to us on white high-heeled sandals. I know what that is. It's... Can I just catalog this as you go? Yeah, yeah.
1: White high-heeled sandals, I understand. Yes. Okay. So that's
0: one. I'm one for one. I'm one for one. Okay. Because I know sandals and I know high heels, but I don't...
1: I I can... I, I'm with you. I know what you're... I know what you're saying. Yeah.
0: But I can fathom it. Is it like... Because I'm wearing these, like... They're like Adidas... Um, it's like that but imagine but they if have like the bubbles on the, you know what i'm talking about
1: that your feet your feet rest. no no on no the I, yeah i don't know no, like shower sandals
0: yeah and but then there's but imagine if that had like a wedge heel uh in the back yeah okay because it makes your calves look nice because that's where the heat that's where your heel is okay i've got that okay that makes sense so okay. it's fathomable right yeah. Yes. so we're one for one yes one for one okay she was wearing a white, ruffly peasant blouse. And now I'm gone. And now I'm lost. And, and it, I don't know
1: what that means by what well, I don't know what that means, peasant. Blouse. It gets worse. A white, ruffly peasant so blouse. So
0: one for two. That was pulled off her shoulders. Okay. And that's one for three because I don't know what that means. So let's think about this. What is it? A peasant would wear like a burlap sack. So it's like a burlap sack, peasant. That's what a peasant would wear. I don't want to be normative, but probably a peasant would wear a burlap sack. Let's be real here, don't you think?
1: I would say a peasant is either wearing a burlap sack or nothing because they can't afford
0: anything. But we know that this is a thing. This is a something. Okay, and it's probably so. It's probably a sack. Peasant. So it's like a sack. But it's white, white burlap sack. But what I don't get is it's rough. It's roughly and it's pulled off her shoulders. What does that mean? Pulled off her shoulders. Pulled off her shoulders.
1: So it's like hovering just above her shoulders?
0: Yeah, but how? Would you hold like that this? up? Yeah. Well, burlap's pretty tough material.
1: If it was like super starched. Yeah, burlap's like that though, you know? It's not yeah. It's not like it's not flowy. Okay. Cuz it's a pretty coarse
0: um, weave. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, I know what burlap is. I'm not a fashion idiot. So you're gonna have some elevation. You're gonna have some elevation up there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Especially if you hadn't washed it in a long time. And then and it's a peasant's blouse, so it right. wouldn't have. Yeah. It sounds very uncomfortable. Okay, so I, that's what that is, and a pink flowered skirt. Got that. So that's one. That's two for five. Yes, we know what that is. It's a pink flowered skirt. Two
1: for five is. Um... Not what, great. 40%? That's failing. It's failing. Uh, she looked ridiculous, says Chris. And that's, no, I imagine. Yeah,
0: no, I can, I'm picturing it.
1: Stiff burlap, stiff white burlap sack as a top that's like so stiff, it's kind of like hovering off her shoulders. Yeah. And then just like a normal skirt and like, yeah, Adidas flip flops that have a heel. Yeah. That doesn't sound good at all. No, it that does looks, not that sound That sounds good. ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Cokie. Sorry, Cokie. Um, good segment. Yeah, Everything is gonna be alright. Right. Uh, one good thing rock is away. Rock not a- to say away. is what I like. Um, rock away. Win a date with Carson Fraser, the hunkiest vampire, this side of Transylvania. What are you, knocking? I don't hear knocking. You hear not someone knocking on your door. I can also. It looks like you are banging on your desk, and you've been making so much banging noise so far throughout this. Child,
1: Stony Brook, Child Protective Services.
0: <laughs> We're here to investigate oh, no. a case.
1: <laughs> okay, it wasn't me, officer. <laughs> I got some questions for you, young man. I didn't let him crawl into is a your fire name ant Sh- nest? Shannon Kilborn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what did I do this week? Great, said Charlotte, absently. She was staring at the list of suspects and biting her lower lip, thinking hard. A second later, she stood up, a determined look in her eyes. I think the first thing we should do is go check out these motels on the edge of town. There are only three of them. I don't think it'd be hard to find Zeke Hill. And we can ride our bikes there. She pointed at the three bikes in the driveway. Shannon and Becca both had ridden over. But after that, we'll go to the set, right? Asked Becca. Definitely, said Charlotte. Shannon laughed. It looked as though the girls were off and running. Then her role was just to follow them. Okay, then, let's go, says this fucking babysitter. And she's like, let's get on our bikes and drive to the edge of town. The girls. Just some CD
0: motels. Claire Pike, Becca Ramsey, and Charlotte. And Charlotte Johansson, all seven years old. And it's just it's just Charlotte, Becca, and Shannon. Oh, it's Charlotte. So it's Charlotte and Becca. So yeah. presumably Miss Johansson called up and booked a BSC member, and Christy yes. was like, Shannon's free. And then Miss Ramsey called up the next day. And Marianne was like, "Uh, none of us are free, but uh, maybe Shannon can just double up. Shannon takes on two babysitting jobs, takes both of the girls on a bike ride to the outskirts of town. Outskirts of town, which is, I assume, a long bike ride. (laughs) To stalk a man who is in this moment suspected of attempting to murder someone on the set of a film. A young boy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Shannon and the girls hit pay dirt at the George Washington. Yeah. First, Shannon spotted Zeke's van in the parking lot. Then they crept up to peer through a row of bushes (laughs) that shielded the pool. They saw a red-haired guy lying on one of the lounges. That must be him, hissed Shannon. Look, he has a phone right next to him. I bet he's waiting to hear from the director. So what you've done, girls, Shannon, and these two young girls you're taking care of, Mm. is you've Taking it upon yourself to drag these two girls on their bikes on a grueling bike ride out to the outskirts of Stony Brook. Yeah. In, the, in a heat wave. <laughs> Keep in mind, that's, part of, that's a plot line in this book, is that it's the hottest summer yeah. in like recorded history. Yeah. To stalk a man who's a known child killer, and then what you do is you, <laughs> s- you spy on him. Yeah, like sneak into his van. You sneak into his van and you spy on his hotel room. Yeah. And then you, so, and Shannon, just real quick, Shannon Kilborn, were you not expecting us to show up, Child yeah. Protective Services, Stony Brook Child Protective Services, for a welfare check?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You got debate class? Well, guess what? You're going to be missing it because yeah, you're going to be in jail. You're going to be in prison and we're taking you to jail for minor endangerment. Yeah. You took two kids in your charge to a seedy motel to stalk a murderer. Yes. No. Shannon. No. No. Now you go to jail. Good. I forgot that we had this segment, but I do like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you always forget that we have this segment. <laughs> I genuinely was like, who is that knocking at the door? <laughs> it was Child Protective Services. <laughs> you are here for a welfare check. Um, This girl, I understand if you are a super fan of a star. I even understand if you want to go so far as to commit murder. Right. By cutting the brake lines of someone's car to have them die in traffic and help them. I'll say this.
1: Now, I'm a super fan of Pete LaRange's, right? Yeah. I'm happy to say, I'm happy to admit that. I love Pete LaRange's writing and I love his books. Yes. Would
0: I ever... Cut the brake lines of, of Ellen's car, let's say. Would I ever do that? Yes. But here's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't think I would. I think you would. If you felt that it would really help, and this is my critique here. Help me get closer to to Pete.
1: Well, here's my worry. Yeah. If I ever became concerned that Ellen was doing something to encroach on Pete's territory or somehow undermine him or somehow undermine his character Bible, right? would I do something to stop her from doing that and diminishing Pete's... Reputation. Right. Would I stop Ellen from diminishing Pete's reputation? You would have to. I don't know, but I feel like I would have
0: to, right? Yes. But I don't think that what Lindsay, and I won't say her last name because I don't love you singing rock away. song. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It's not fair. Right. It's, not rock fair. it's not fair. It's not
1: fair. I didn't
0: say it, and it's not fair. I don't think that what she is worried about rises to the threshold of being worth committing murder for, which is just that Carson's co-star is doing a better job of acting than him in this made-for-TV movie. Derek's a better actor. actor. There, I said it. We said it. Sorry, Lindsay. It's out there. Everything's not going to be all right. Yeah. Tanner, I'm saying maybe we should get the fuck out of here and leave and go Yep, and goodbye. Okay,
1: and goodbye. Riddle babies. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for bearing with me, Jack. Thank you for bearing with me this week. You're welcome. We're living on borrowed time. By the time you hear this, I'm going to be a papa. I will have a one-month-old, most likely. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. Please give it five stars. If you don't, my son won't be able to go to college because... We will have had to cancel the show because it was so unpopular because you didn't rate it five stars.
0: And he will be disappointed in his papa, which will be even worse. That'll be the first thing he'll see. Dada, what is three stars? He'll say, Dada, why are those two stars empty? Ugh. And I
1: won't be able to look him in the eyes and explain that. Ugh. I'll just say, son? Dada, what does mindless drivel mean? Yeah. I'll say, son i'm sorry i've disappointed you and i'll pack up my stuff and i'll leave just like Christie's dead because i'm not fit to raise him yeah and then please buy our merch hopefully by the time this episode comes out jack will have pestered his designer friends to design us new shirts mm-hmm. and they will be up on the our store at bit.ly slash bscc merch yes kind of unlikely just knowing jack but maybe yeah and if you don't buy He's our, got our merch- five
0: weeks Tanner's son won't be able to afford clothing of his own, so he'll yep. be run around in a burlap sack. And child protective services will take. We'll him
1: take away. him away. Yep. we'll take him away. Yep. And that's what you want.
0: And they'll say they'll, the last thing that Tanner will hear is someone from child protective services saying, "Is that a ruffled peasant blouse?" Yeah. That your child is wearing. He looks good. It looks great. <laughs> Very fashion forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Please. Go and subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. There are so many good episodes on there now. And if you don't, I won't have enough
1: money to raise my boy and he'll... Be sent to Hidden Acres. Be sent to Hidden Acres. Yeah, where he will become a supervillain. I'm kind of already anticipating that he'll be a supervillain. You think that's likely? That's his track. Yeah, I think that's
0: what track we're gonna put them on. That's nice. That's very New York. Um, thank you for doing all those things. Please do do all those things. And uh, that's all this week. Real babies. We read a novel that we everything. Called okay. Yeah. This week, real babies. Everything
1: is gonna be all right.
0: Okay. It's a song. Rockabye, Rock-a-bye. that. Thanks for interrupting to sing it again um, Because people probably wanted to hear more of it And I certainly did And I'm glad I did And thank you this week, Riddle Babies, we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 15, Christy and the Vampires. Next week, we're gonna be reading a little book called Babysitter's Club Mystery number sixteen, Claudia and the Clue in the Photograph. Look at this
1: photograph! Yeah. Every time I do it makes me laugh. I think there's
0: a verve pipe song called Photograph as well. Could you okay, sing that one?
1: You'd rather I do that one than Nickelback. Yeah. I'll look up. I'll look it up. For next week, I'll look it up. Okay.
0: Um, this week, Riddle Babies, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenery. Claudia's wearing a bra this now. Week. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been in bed. Cat Thor, he wants his papa. He wants his papa. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want to have him on the show? Um, Too disruptive.
0: Sort of a mixed bag, really.
1: Yeah, people love it when he's on the show.
0: Look, so let's see if he has anything to say to you. Okay.
1: Sorry. okay. Did you hear how icy that was, Riddle Babies? Sarah said, sorry, and Jack said, oh, it's okay. Uncle Tanner Carr. Cyril. Who's that? Hi, Cyril. It's Uncle Tanner Carr. Do you remember me? I was out there last summer. Who's that? Tanner.
0: Boah. Bois. <laughs> is what he says for bears. <laughs> is that a boah? Is that a boah? Cyril, so you got to speak into the mic. Jack, can you
1: teach him how to say Uncle Tanner Car? Can you say Tanner Car? He's just squishing Jack's mic, Riddle Babies. Yeah, this is bad audio, Cyril.
0: I can show, try to show him something more interesting than you. I'm going to show him pictures of Postman Pat.
1: And that's... Who's that?
0: It's a British um, animated guy from, from my childhood. Okay, so you're just
1: living through him now?
0: Yeah. Who's that? Blah.
1: Yeah. And that... So... Bois is also a postman, Pat. Yeah. Car. Car. His face lights up when he sees cars. His entire mood has changed. He went from bored disinterest in Uncle Tanner.
0: Bois. And then what's that?
1: Car. No. Uh, And why is he upset now? What did you do?
0: showing him cats instead of cars.
1: Car. Car. <laughs> he's his mood one hundred percent changes. He's also like he's a new man. Car. Ah. Car. Now I'm showing him you. Who's that? It's me, Uncle Tanner. Who's that? You're drooling. Car. Ah. No, Uncle Tanner. Tanner, or Sir, it's fine. Uh, uh. Now he's upset again.
0: Yep. You're not a car.
1: Yeah. All right. I don't even have any cars around to show him.
0: Bye bye, Uncle Tanner.
1: Bye bye, Cyril. <laughs> he loves squeezing that mic, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a headgum podcast.